Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. We're back with another exciting episode. I'm your host, James McLean. I'm here with Miss Sarah Beth McLean, agriculture teacher at Wakefield High School in Raleigh, North Carolina. How are you doing? Pretty good. All right. You've got your big, first big adult job. You have plenty of little part-time jobs, but now you're a full-time job. How are you navigating the financial aspects of having a job and all those types of things? Well, um, shock. I've been in shock. I didn't realize how much taxes were. <laughs> um, that was really big when I saw my first paycheck, how much taxes came out. So I'm working on it, um, you know, learning every day. <laughs> well, you and I have had a lot of conversations over the past decade really about finances it's not something that's new to you but we've talked about it quite a bit over this time but our guest today mr dale alexander really has a passion for sharing information to young people about how to manage their money when they really start getting you know big paychecks not just part-time stuff but those those larger paychecks and he wrote a book called the talk right in there you see there called the talk it's the talk about money i know there are a lot of talks that adults have with teenagers but this one is particular about money about their guide and the decisions that they can make to ensure their financial future to make them feel more confident what they're doing and really uh create a, a whole culture around money that that really i wish i had known uh 30 years ago when i was you know, first starting out teaching. Yeah. I gave you this book. I know you just yeah. have gotten it. You hadn't had a chance, but what do you think about the premise of it? I'm really excited to read this. Um, you can see on the front right there, he has this um, 70, 20, 10. Um, I'm excited to learn what that is and how to use my money. Um, like he said, I just got my first big paycheck, how to figure out how to finance everything I need to. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you something. If you're watching this or listening to this, you need to strap in because there is no one that has more energy that I have interviewed in this podcast to Mr. Dale Alexander. He takes a subject that some people might think is could be boring to talk with youth about money and turns it into such an excitement that it's you're going to be you're going to be wanting to get his book. You're going to be wanting to learn more about this and teach your students as well uh, and teach your youth. So let me stop talking. Let's get right to our talk with Mr. Dale Alexander. Dale, welcome to the Gen Z Show. Thank you so much for, for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I, well, let's first off thank our good friend, our mutual friends, and previous podcast guests, both Alex and Will, that have connected me to you. Wow. Appreciate it, Alex and Will. I don't so, know yeah. them, but I, I don't know them, but I thank them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, book right uh, that helped you with. Uh, oh, the talk. okay. All right. That Alex and Will. I thought you told me somebody completely different. My <laughs> yeah. Alex. And Will. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you and I, Fan I guess, are publishers. Fantastic people, by the way. And they helped me get this thing across the line to in the hands of people. Will and was they're helping me as well. I tell you, Will was at our house, and I'd been struggling with writing a book forever, and. Uh, he was at our, at our Florida house and I'm sitting there talking to him. 
he just flat says, why don't you get this, get this word out to the world? And uh, here we are. I'm on a podcast with you. So thanks, Will. <laughs> Well, that's good to see. Now, our audience heard me and, and my co uh, previous co-host introduce you a little bit to this, but they always love to hear from our guests and find and hear what you want to share with them. So if you don't mind, share a few minutes uh, about yourself. Introduce yourself to the Gen Z audience. So, hey, everybody. My name is Dale Alexander, originally from South Georgia. So live in Atlanta. I've lived in North Atlanta for for years, um, graduated from college and fell in love with the study of money. I just, I, I loved studying what to do with money and uh, went to work as a financial planner and left that after about a year and a half and started working in the insurance business, selling benefits to school educators, school teachers and employees. And I stayed in love with the study of what to do with money and got my certified financial planning designation years ago. And uh, stayed in the benefits world, but so being a certified financial planner is not what I do, but it is what I've studied for 35, good grief, now years. So it's what I've studied. And uh, so, uh, James, that's what I, that's kind of the story of how we got here and not the story of how the book started, but that's the story of uh, kind of the genesis of all this. Well, our audience can, that is watching online can see this, but for those who are listening, the book that we're talking about is called The Talk, and it's about money, and, and those who can read behind it say it's a young adult's guide to the one decision that changes everything. Tell me, what was the catalyst for writing a book like this? That's a great question. I'm asked a lot. So I'm always talking to my kids about money. And uh, I, as, I've, as I've talked to adults now going around speaking all over the place, adults walk up and say, First of all, where were you when I was 22 years old? And the second thing they say, they, everybody says that. And the second thing they say is our parents never talked to us about money. I mean, it's chronic. I mean, you know, uh, so I, that's why I called the book The Talk About Money. The Talk About Money. I mean, parents will talk to the kids about lots of things, sex, jobs, you know, morals, whatever, ethics. But the one thing that they most of the time miss is a talk about money. And there's a couple of reasons why. But I'm always talking, like I said, I'm always talking to my kids about money. And back in 2000, November 2019, my middle child, Grant, said, Dad, you need to tell all of our friends this principle. Oh. And so I, I said, when all y'all come home for college break, get them at our office in the conference room and I'll do this talk. So it's I'm in that conference room now. It's like 50 kids in here. It's pizza all over the place. It was, it was a great <laughs> night. It was a great night. And I did this talk on Facebook Live, and it kind of locally had lots of views. And I, I started thinking, this is this has got legs. So I kind of caught a, put it in a, in a lesson and started going around to high schools doing this all over. And now universities, and it's all over the place. And like I said, Will comes to our house and, and – uh, talks me into writing this book. And so it came out uh, earlier, middle of this year, June, I think, and Fox Business News, and it's all over the place. So, and now you I'm going just, all over the place. You just said that it started as a lesson. What was that lesson? So, um, so here's the, the, the main principle. When I go to high schools, every, every kid that comes in the auditorium gets this, gets this brochure. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you the principle of the book. So our youth, whether you have uh, and, and, you know, people that come to this say that kids from 14 to 25, but I wrote it. It says a young adult's guide to the one decision that changes everything. 
And these youth are at a very, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And a lot of people just kind of say that tongue in cheek. It literally, and I'll, I'll prove this to you. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Because if you remember back when you graduated high school or college and you got your first real career job, and I say that job where that grown up job, like where you fill out HR paperwork from a lady named Dottie. I mean, you remember that like grown up job, right? Where it was an adult job. You went from making basically nothing to the biggest paycheck you had ever gotten in your life. I don't care right. what kind of part time job you had. You went from basically zero to the biggest check you ever got in your life, at least on a regular basis. Would you agree? I agree with and that. And I'm telling yes. these kids, when you get that first job paycheck, instead of taking all 100% of that first job paycheck, only take 70% of it. Stop at 70. Live on 70%. Save 20% and give 10% of it away. James, look, I don't care who you give it away to. It's not important right now. Give 10% of it away. I'll come back and tell you why in just a second. You don't have a standard of living established yet. You're at, you're at zero, basically, for all practical purposes. You don't have a standard of living established yet. And whatever number you accept as your standard, 70%, that becomes your reality. If you could imagine, in adults watching this, if you could imagine all of your adult life when you got your first real job, if you had never, the percentage of our incomes that we're living on right now, we're no different. We all live on a percentage of income. And whatever percentage we are living on right now, if you think of your family, if that percentage were really 70% of every check you had ever taken as an adult in your life from the first paycheck, and you had been investing 20% and been giving 10% out to the world all of your adult life, how our lives would be different. Hmm. And I've had kids that, that sit there and listen to me and they'll sit there and go, I'm going to make 50% my 100%. And they'll be wealthier than they can imagine. And the reason is that 70%, you don't know what 100 should be if your hundred is just whatever you set it at where you want your hundred to be. Look, 70% of that first paycheck job is still going to be the biggest paycheck you've ever gotten in your life. Am I right? It's that still is. going to be the biggest. You're at zero. Now, here's the most important thing that I'll say on this, these minutes with you. Our children have one shot to get this done. Because if they take three of those first job paychecks, spending all of that check, 100% of that check, you will never back down to 70. You will never back down to 70. It's over. And you will live life like most of America, which is broke, stressed, angry, and anxious because of the weight of money. By the way, you know what the average American does? We're so cocky and arrogant about how much money we're going to make in the future. We don't even stop at spending all 100% of that paycheck. Oh, no, we're a lot smarter than that. We go get credit cards and debt and load up on debt and live on about 105% of that first job check. And we will spend the rest of our lives swimming upstream and we will never catch up.
Mm. Now, for the for the person who's listening who is mm. overthinking the 70%, that is the 70% that they net. That's not their gross. That is their net, correct? That's gross salary. Look, everything, everything is on the numbers. It's all relative. Everything is on the numbers. 70% of gross, 20% of gross, 10% of gross. I'm going to let you deal with the tax. I'm not touching taxes. I'm oh. not touching all that. I'm just, I'm just telling you the numbers. And like kids will get, it, it's funny because kids will go, well, I can't live on 70%. Let me go back and say this one moment in your life, you're at zero. 70 is still going to be the biggest number you've ever gotten in your life. And here's what we try and do. We bring American problems into this category, into this talk, into this discussion. Here's a point. I was in a, uh, um, an auditorium in a high school one day and a young lady, and never forget this in the back left of the corner, she said, I can't live on 70% of, of a check. This she was, was talking, a young lady? or A young older? lady, a young okay. student, uh, okay. senior, now, she was, again, on a part-time job, not her first real job, a part-time mm -hmm. job. And I was just hammering. I said, give me an example why you can't live on set. I knew where this was going. And she goes, because it cost me $100 to get my nails done. And every kid in there turned around and went, whoa, what? And the teacher lit her up. And I just, I just let them talk. So many times we bring American problems and thinking into this discussion. And I tell these kids, uh, you, you know, maybe this means living in the basement of your parents' house for another year or having one or two more roommates. You just figure out how to make this work. I'm going to show you the numbers and we'll talk about it in a second. How to be one of the wealthiest, most generous people in the world. And before we've gotten to this discussion, James, at the beginning, We've gone through a, a, a true false question time with kids talking about things like, if you look rich, you probably are rich. Most Americans are rich, true or false. Uh, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about some things that kind of set up what these, these things that you're bringing up. It's a fascinating talk to sit through and, and book to read through because I set all that up to, to answer that question you asked. Hmm. This is this is so fascinating because I do agree that that most folks, when they get their first real job and for young people, that's going to be different ages for them. I mean, we'll, we'll have some that are immediately going to go into the workforce sure. right out of high school. And then some that are, you know, are that is being delayed for another four, maybe five years, you know, as they post college. But it is their first real job. And I think my experience has been those you do want to jump at that. Hey, I've got money. Let mm -hmm. me live it. Uh, and, and so what is your best argument to that guy to get them to convince them to buy into this? Because they're going like 70%. How about 90? Can we negotiate this number, Dale? You know, well, how are you convincing them to go with 70? First of all, 10% investing is not enough. Let me, let me give you the example that I give when and, and put this in numbers perspective. I'm going to back up to your question you just asked. So in the, in the lesson, I show kids starting them out at a $36,000 salary out of high school or college. That's within reach of every kid in every auditorium that I go talk to. You can work in a factory. You can work in law. You can teach, fire department. That's a normal starting salary in America. It's a $36,000 salary in America. 
and you're gonna you're gonna live on seventy percent that twenty one hundred instead of three thousand you're gonna make twenty one hundred your hundred percent. Again, as a high school student, if I just handed you twenty one hundred dollars, I'm not factoring tax. Ta everything's relative. Taxes are relative on every number you look at. But let's just look at this number of $36,000. If you can make live on 70%, save 20%, and give 10% away, at the end of your working life, you will have given away $437,000 given away and have $5.2 in investments on a $36,000 salary that doesn't care what kind of family history you come from, doesn't what, care what education level you get, doesn't care what race, what faith, what natural national uh, uh, origin you come from. It's a principle, and principles don't care. But uh, uh, to, to answer your question, I answer it this way. Here's what's going to happen. When you start living on that 70%, you're going to go out with your friends. And this is only going to happen for about two months. Because remember, I said, if you spend 100% of that check on three checks, you'll never be able to back down. But you're going to go out with your friends, and you're going to be eating dinner and or going places and they say, hey, why don't you go here and, and see, why don't you buy this? You got some, you got more money. Why don't you buy this? And you go, no, nah, I'm good. I've got a plan. Or why don't you go here with us? You go, no, nah, I'm good. I, I got a plan. I don't have money. I'm, I'm good. Well, you've got money. No, nah, I'm good. And what's all these investment things, these mutual funds you're talking about? What does all that mean? You go, well, I've got a plan. Let me tell you. And that's going to sting for about two months. And here's what happens. Then it flips and you go to some restaurant one night and some waiter takes care of you, and you leave a $100 tip in addition to your normal tip and you pay your bill, you leave a $100 bill. And all your friends go, how do you do that? How are you able to do that? And what's all these investment things and this, this phone app and these things you keep mutual? What is this stuff you're talking about? But remember, they've been spending that money, and now everything is flipped, and they want what you've got. But remember... How many times you have to, once they start spending that check, they will never back out of it. Imagine this, James, if you pay off a car loan, well, the next month you've got 500 free dollars that you can either turn or 400 free dollars you can either turn and use for your good and your investments and your future, or you can leave it alone in your checkbook, in your checking account. And after two months, it's gone and you can never get it back. Mm. You just do nothing and you just let life take it and let the drift of life take it. You can never get it back. This is that decision on every paycheck for the rest of your life. And if you drive that and you steer that at this moment in your life, like I said, you will never have this moment again. You're at zero. You will never have this moment again to define what your 100% is. And you have that chance now. And I'm trying to teach them how to define it. Wow. And that we haven't powerful. even talked, we haven't even talked about what the giving, why you would ever give your money. That's 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 next in our well, well let's go with that. Let's go. Why would we why would I take 10% of my you know, I need that money. I'm just starting out. Sure. You know, isn't it more important for me to establish myself first and, and, and do that kind of stuff? So. Says society. Exactly. Says everything that we look at. So one of the big parts of this lesson, probably the part I'm proudest of, is why should I give? Why should I why would I ever 
mean, think about I'm talking to 300 high school students and why would I ever give my money away? Have you lost your mind? Mm. And so here's the point is so many times we've got kids, it, 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 you know, people dealing with anxiety and loneliness and depression and anger and suicidal thoughts. And I tell these kids, by the way, we've always, not to make light of it, we've always had that in society. We just see it more and immediately today. But we've always had that. But we've got so many people dealing with, with so many, so many uh, uh, issues like that today. And part of the reason why, not, not to, 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 to tear social media up, but part of the reason why is every, okay, I will tear it up. Everything that most of what these kids are looking at, much of the day, every day, is telling me to get more for myself, to keep more for myself, to hoard more for myself, and that the way to success and happiness in the world today is by serving myself. It's mm -hmm. the world's greatest lie. And if you want a life of hope and happiness and contentment and peace and joy, and we've talked about when we say at the beginning, most Americans are rich. If these kids walked in the remote villages of Kenya, you walk in Karima, Kenya, where we go. So if you walk in Kenya, these kids, and these kids tell these, 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 these Karima uh, uh, the kids in Karima and they say, how much money do you make? I'm talking about the kids, not the parents. How much right. money do you make? And these kids tell them how much money they make in a job. They would go, what kind of house do you have? Are you royalty? You know, I tell, I tell kids, if you have a pair of shoes, you're rich. I mean, if you scrape food in a garbage disposal, you're rich. If you get water and it doesn't move on the top, you're rich. By the way, rich has nothing to do with money. But, but, but everything that we're looking at is telling us to serve ourselves. It's the world's greatest lie. And the way to happiness and contentment and real success is by flipping the script. It's becoming second to others. The mind, James, doesn't allow itself to feel hopeless when it's giving hope. That is a big one. Hey, that's, that's a hashtag statement there. God, God, listen, it's, it's, it's amazing. God built in our brains a reward system. The creator built in our brains a reward system. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, chemicals that get released. It's like Pavlov's dog. Bell rings, dog slobber gets a treat. Bell ring, dog slobber gets a treat. Do something great, you, you get rewarded, get a treat. It's even built into our brains. Second, I mean, physically, you get a reward. The second reason is it's the law of reciprocity, as John Axel says. You can never outgive what you outget. Mm -hmm. You can never outgive what you outget. And here's, here's the point that I make with kids. I mean, it's actually a trick. This is all a trick. Because when you start giving 10% and people say, why 10%? And I say 10% because 50, giving $50 ain't going to change them and it ain't going to change you. Right. 10% is going to get your attention. But when you start giving 10% and you build your life around standing in a grocery store and you see somebody that just, they are struggling and they've got to figure out whether they put back the milk or the bread, and they just say, I can't do this. And you go, ma'am, will you give me her bill? I've got this. You just leave. God bless you. You just leave. I've got this. 
And if you build your life around that, it's the law of reciprocity because more comes back than ever goes out. And here's the trick. What you define as what you get completely changes when you start giving. You define what you want to get. Everything changes, James, because what you define success as people, well, I'm not going to make as much money as I give. Maybe it's not money that's going to be important to you. Everything is going to change because life will get a new perspective. What you want will change. The 10% that you give will do more to and for you than the 20% you ever save and invest. You will care more about the 10 than you ever will about the 20. You will take from the 20% investing column and move it to the 10. I dare these kids to challenge me on this. And I challenge the kids in high schools, save up $100. I don't know if y'all have Waffle Houses where you are. It's a breakfast. Yeah. Toy. Uh, save up $100 in a crisp $100 bill and go at night. Here's why I want Waffle Houses, that big old windows. And when you sit there and you know you're going to give them $100, you listen differently. You've never listened to, an, to, to a servant. But when they come and you're about to do something for them, you're going to listen differently. You're going to receive their story. And you pay your bill and you pay that tip and you write them a note on, a, on that paper napkin and you put it under that plate with that hundred dollars and go out at night and get in your car and sit there and wait for the show. Mm. So I, I think something that you're sharing here is, is, is eye opening about that 10 percent, because immediately when you say, oh, you're giving 10 percent, I think folks are thinking, especially you teachers, parents they're thinking some kind of formal giving i'm giving to this nonprofit or i'm giving to this ministry or i'm giving to this uh service agency here but you're actually saying that that 10 percent can be that individual help that helping hand going for it doesn't matter as long as there is it is it is you being generous with your what you've been blessed with am i am i right on that i i, I couldn't be you couldn't be more correct it's spontaneous just I, when I tell these kids it's $300 in that, that 3000 that you're making in that first check, you got to go out and give 300 of that away. It's hard to just walk around every month that first year and give away $300. I mean, you have to just, it's just fun. You got to figure out how to give away $300. And to me, spontaneously giving, it mean, you can do formal stuff, but I'm going to tell you, it just lands on your heart. You just start figuring out different things you want to do. That's why I'm saying giving changes everything. Yeah. Everything about life gets a new perspective. George Jenkins, we have Publix grocery stores. This is one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard on giving. George Jenkins founded Publix grocery stores, which, by the way, are like the Chick-fil-A of grocery stores. They're a a very benevolent organization. And George Jenkins was a great man, and his picture is behind the service counter of Publix grocery stores. And he was once asked, he was very benevolent, he was once asked, what would you be worth had you not given away so much money? He said, probably nothing. He owed all of his wealth to how much he gave away. Mm. Here's why. Because the world rewards givers. Everybody, I tell these kids, this fame, this stuff, this thing that you're dying for is waiting for you if you become a giver. The world 
will give you everything that you want, which will change, if you become a giver. Why? They will take you to, they will ask you to serve on their boards. People will take you to breakfast and dinners to ask you for your business advice. They'll take you to places you can't imagine because givers are rare. And the world rewards givers because they're rare. Mm. And what these kids are so desperately searching for, the world is, is lying to them. And kids come up to me after I speak in high schools. It's fascinating. And they walk up to me and they go, we're getting lied to, aren't we? And I go, yes, you are. And you're getting lied to by people who care nothing for you. And I talk about this in the book. They want you to walk on their path. And when you're walking on someone else's path, it's not the path you want to be on. Mm. Why do you think this is such a hard concept for us to grasp, especially as youth growing up? Why, why is this something that, that, you know, why is this, why are we struggling with this so much? It's because the algorithm writers and the advertisers are, 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 are powerful. And I'm not saying kids will change their habits of looking at, 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 at things. And, and we've talked about so much in this lesson by the time we get to this point in the, in the talk that, that it's very powerful, James. Like, I don't know, it, it's crazy how I, I say I like, uh, I want a John Deere mower for my yard. And then the next day I look <laughs> and there's a John, there's John Deere advertising. I mean, it's all, I've told my wife the other day, it's almost impossible <laughs> for people to succeed financially because of what's against us and pressure, the peer pressure, but I'm just trying to tell kids, I, you can do with this what you want as every lesson we got as kids. You can do with this whatever you want. I am just telling you what's against us. One of the things is, is, is why won't some do this, save and give? And the first thing is highlight reels and the battle to keep up. It's wow. because all I'm looking at, James, is the best of everything. Everything that I'm looking at, do people look good or bad on social media? Everybody looks great, right? I've got the prettiest hair, the nicest pose, the prettiest beach, the biggest, the cleanest car, the biggest watch, right? The best hair. And what does that make us feel like? I'm not keeping up. I'm falling back. I'm falling behind. I got to go there, wind that, drive that, comb that, pose that, lay there, right? And we know how that makes us feel. Have you ever seen a great trailer, a great trailer for a movie and you go see the movie and it's terrible. <laughs> it's because all you saw was the best and you got played. All we're seeing is the best and that's not the truth, but it's making it. This is tearing us up relationally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, every kind of ugly you can think about. It's tearing us up. It's killing us. And I just want you to realize what it's doing. It's not the truth. You're looking at a lie. And I'm not saying we don't go to great places and have great hair and clean cars. Right. But that's not the real world. But it's making us do things in our life that are killing us relationally, financially, health, you know, physically. Mm. James, I love going in the ocean. Here's the greatest a great analogy of how to handle money. You got to be aware. I love being in the ocean. We have a house in Jacksonville Beach. I love, I'm sur I love surfing. I love, love going in the ocean. But have you ever noticed when you go in the ocean, 
and you're out there for 45 minutes or an hour, when you get ready to go back, you're a quarter of a mile down the beach. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> yes. If you're not paying attention, yes. You drifted, right? You drifted. Yeah. Uh, my pastor, one time he said, nobody realizes when they're getting lost, but they certainly realize when they are lost, right? You never notice the drift. And I'm trying to set up a, 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 a plan in youth's life that they never have to worry about the drift because life is going to try and have you drift. And I'm saying set up your finances and spend every last dime that's in your account because everything else is taken care of for the rest of your life. I'm talking too much. You asked for this, man. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I, I love this. But one thing I wanted to hop up uh, up on, and, and we're about to have a, a special guest cup on that maybe you can guide this person uh, uh, through this, a young person that, that that maybe needs to know some of these principles. But I, I'm, I'm thinking that some parent or, or adult or even a child is listening to your numbers or going to view your numbers and say, how do you get to that 5.2? What age am I at when the 5.2 that is going through there? Because that's going to draw somebody's attention really quick. Do we need to wait for our guest or answer that? No, we, we can, we can, you can answer that. And, okay. and when she hops on, I, we'll get her. So, so there, there are some uh, uh, assumptions here. Number one, the 36,000, you get 4% raises every year. I'm going to come back to that and an 8% rate of return on the stock market. So in this, this 5.2 is at age 67, normal Social Security retirement age. But let me ask, let me tell you, if I used the 10.5% rate of return of the stock market overall, 10.5% rate of return since 1926, that 5.2 million becomes 7.5 million if I use the 10.5% rate of return. So... Uh, that's at normal retirement age, which wow. whether you do this or not, Lord willing, you're going to be 67 in the future. I'd just rather you again, back to a point. I want you to just live on the percentage that we've all been living on. I just want you to never know that it should be, you know, a hundred percent because you've been, your hundred is your hundred. It was just 70% of every check. So these youth are going to live a normal life all of their life. Their hundred is going to be their hundred that they've ever known all their life. It's just going to be automatically setting them up to have that 5.2 or 7.5 million at 67. And very few people in the world have $7.5 million today. All right. Parents want to know, how can I, how can I get my kid uh, excited about this? What advice would you get? Because obviously... You did something well to have your son come back from college and say, Dad, you need to be telling all my friends this. They bought into that very quickly. So what did you do to get them to buy into that? So it's just just um, give them the book. But the, the, what I do in the book is is and you can watch this online. But what I do in the book is is uh, if you if you notice, I've set it up to have an account, what we call APs an accountability partner. Because accountability, as you know, is three-fourths of completing kind of anything. If you've got accountability people there with you and health, you know, running or going to a gym or eating or smoking, if you've got somebody that holds you accountable, and I want kids to get, that's why this is so powerful in schools of personal finance classes, is get an accountability partner that you start talking about your investments and what mutual fund do you have, you know, what stock, what stocks are you doing? and have an accountability partner to go through or go through it with your parents. 
or have parents match what the kid puts in the savings, teach them like a 401k. That's yeah. what I did. Our, our son, when he was nine years old, started mowing the grass and my, my, all my neighbors were going, well, I, he ain't going to mow it. He ain't going to mow it nice at nine years old. I said, I'm raising kids. I'm not raising grass. So we had our <laughs> son out there at nine and uh, uh, mowing the night. I would, I would pay him $25 and then say, Grant, I'm going to give you 40 because the world rewards people who do excellent work. As Zig said, if you do more, if you do more than you're paid to do, the day will come when you're paid more for what you do. And I taught them that early on. But you got to just get in there with your kids and teach them this. If kids don't know they can retire very wealthy on any income, why am I ever going to save money? I don't care about this. I ain't ever going to have anything. But if I show you that you can be one of the wealthiest, most generous people in the world, everything changes. All right, for our audience that's watching, you just saw okay. somebody hop on for our audio audience that you have. We're joined by Maddie. And if you don't Hi know who guys. she is, hey, Maddie. go to last week's episode and you'll see. Because uh, <laughs> these episodes are going to air back to back and stuff. So, Dale, this is your target audience. This is this is who you're talking to. Convince her to do the principle. Maddie, you've been reading this book, right? Yes, I Funny enough. So literally I just started it, but I've wrote in it. Like it's absolutely amazing. Highly recommend. It's awesome. Thank you, Maddie. All right. Before he shares something, do you have a, now that you got the author live here, do you have any questions for him about something? Did you want to know more about the book? I'm putting you on the spot. I know that, but it's okay. <laughs> um, let me think about that for a second, James. Let me think about that for a second, because again, I, I just started. And so I've, I literally, I'm on page, let's see here, 37. Mm. Um, but I have a few highlights here. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I love that I have it circled, live 20%, save, or live on 70%, save 20%, give 10%. Um, let's see here, building your now, ideal Maddie, life. Now, Maddie, you work with a lot of young folks so cool. that want to be entrepreneurs. Do you think that's a hard principle for I them to grasp? Understanding that at first it can be, but having a book like this that explains the whole process and why you do what you do and why you save 20% or make 70 or 100%. Um, I think it's really cool because again, if someone were to just say that in the public, they'd be kind of like, wait, what? Like do this, do this. But having this book here and having Dale explain the whole process and again, why you're doing what you're doing, it's, it's amazing. And it's super easy to understand. And Thank I you. feel like super easy to implement as well. Um, and so I think, I mean, for kids my age or even a little younger or older, I think it's explained perfectly from what I've seen so far. So, Thank you. James, you, you had a comment earlier about $36,000. And again, a young adult's going from basically nothing to their first real job. And all I've heard all of my life, and there's, a, there's these funny stories of of why people had excuses of why they could never save. Well, I'm, I'm getting out of school and I have debt and then I'm married and now I need a home and that's why I can't mm -hmm. save. And we have young kids and I, I, I can't save. And then, well, they're getting ready for college and I can't save. Well, I need to save up, you know, you know for this and I can't save. Uh, Will Rogers said, if you can't live on what you make, more money is not going to solve it. And like I Ooh, said, these are, these are, these are, these are so many American problems that we bring into this. If you make 34,000, this is at the beginning, we talk about our, most Americans are rich. Maddie, we have true false questions in auditoriums with kids. 
answer these true false. And one of them is most Americans are rich. It's a trick question because it's both yes and no. Right. We're rich internationally. If you make $34,000 a year, you are in the top 1% of income earners in the world. 1% at $34,000. Wow. So when we say we can't afford things, this is relative. And so you could make that argument at 36,000. I have friends of 200,000 that say, I can't live on what I make. I have friends at 400,000 that I can't live on. Money Money is relative to what it's as much the, the proportion as the portion. Absolutely. I think that's so good. And it's so true. And it just shows how blessed we are to be able to live in this mm. amazing country. Mm. Um, it's and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because nowadays on social media, so many people flash all the cool cars and the amazing houses and all that stuff. And we, it bogs those people down that maybe don't have that. And it's like, Oh, it discourages them. Right. Um, but it's, it's such a blessing to be able to live in this, in the U S mm. and, um, to be able to have what we have. I mean, it's, you have to be grateful in order to be happy in my mm. opinion. And like, like every day when I wake up, like I think I'm a, I'm a believer. And so I thank the Lord for everything I have and just the ability to even wake up and have new opportunities arise. And so I think that's, that's the, that's the start of it all is just to be grateful for what you have. And then more blessings are going to come your way, especially when you give to others and stuff like, and serve, you know? And so I think James, that's so important. to Maddie's point. Wow. How old he could, I don't want to, don't answer that. Good grief. <laughs> You've got an old wisdom. Maddie. So James, to your, to her point, I had a, a young guy who was, when I was speaking in a high school, he was very disrespectful as I was speaking. He had headphones mm -hmm. on, he was making noise. And, and at the, at the end, I said some question and he goes, I don't believe this. And I said, if you don't believe it, come down front. I'm going to talk to you because every yeah. kid in there is going, I completely believe. So he comes down <laughs> and I said, what's your problem? And I had said that the world earlier on, James, early, I was saying the world is telling you, you don't have enough to serve mm -hmm. yourself, to get yes. more, to hoard more, to keep more. And that's the way to success and happiness. And this kid came down front and he goes, I don't believe in this given thing. And I went, why? He goes, because he looked at the thing and he goes, because instead of giving 400,000, instead of 5.2 million, I could have 5.6 million. And I went, you're a high school kid walking in an auditorium and I just showed you how to have 5.2 million and you're right. mad that you're saying you could have 5.6 million. I didn't say this to him. Did right. you hear what you just said? <laughs> right. Well, I could have 5.6 instead of 5.2. You just made the case for what the world is telling us. I mean, I'll show right. You. Not only that, he's bad at math because it would be actually more than that. But he's not thinking through. So we need to go back to math class there because yeah. there's some, there's oh some problems. Gosh. Now, Maddie, your audience that, that you work with, with your Young Entrepreneurs Program, how, how can this be conveyed to that group? What what do you think would be the best way? And get, maybe get some feedback from Dale and how, you know. You, you've got the audience that he's turning his book for. Let's let's make right. the connection here and let's throw it out. So, absolutely. Well, I think honestly, just having it like all like I mean, like you have this amazing graphic. I think you just pulled it up, but in your book, you have that amazing amazing graphic where it literally lays out the entire um, just the entire explanation exactly. And so, I think having that like from my generation and my age, especially for me, like I, whenever I see it written down or I see it on paper, it's a lot easier for me to understand rather than just hearing it. Um, and I think 
again, it all comes from a place of gratitude. And so if you can get, just get these kids, um, just remind these kids that, you know what, like if you're going to be all selfish and about me and about me, then it's never going to work out and you're never going to be happy at the end of the day. And again, Dale, like I'm only through like 37 pages because I just started reading it, but I think you've done an amazing job at implement or not implying that and explaining that. Um, and so I really, I mean, again, I, I've like told all of my students funny enough to start reading this book already mm. because it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, um, I'm excited to finish it. Um, but I think you've done an amazing job just trying to explain that. And, um, again, it's, it's just really good. I love it. And it, it helps me understand because again, I was raised in, I mean, my parents, I had, a, I have an amazing family, I've been super blessed. Mm. Um, but they did a lot of this stuff for me. And like in school, I didn't, I didn't learn a lot about like money and taxes and all, all of this grown up adult stuff. Right. Um, and so I think it's a, it's very, um, again, like I said earlier, easy to understand. And, um, I think kids my age would, or, well, I have, I've fallen in love with this book, but I think many kids my age would also fall in love with this book. So, um, I think you did, like I said, a great job and it's, it's super, it's a great read. Now for the audience who's listening and they're hearing Maddie say stuff that, that Dale spoke about earlier. I want to say this. She did not know what we talked about. Wow. So when she talks about it is a, is a place of gratitude. There's comparison on social media and you're thinking, well, he just said that she must've heard it. Yeah. No, no, I did. No. You That's won't just... believe it, Maddie, what we talked about. <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Just... It's like you were listening. That's just in. exactly <laughs> like you yeah. two guys had a script and yeah. you're reading oh. from the same thing. That's not the case, my audience. This is happening spontaneously. <laughs> that is Dale, awesome. how, how, uh, what um, ways are you getting this message out? How can our audience connect and find out more about this? So uh, a teacher from Pennsylvania emailed me two days ago and said, I need 40 books for... To, for high school financial math. And I saw you, oh uh, Fox that Business News, Fox Business News did a national article a few weeks, ago, uh, a month ago. And so it, that kind of helped. And um, uh, states are, uh, we're talking to states about possibly getting this into all the high schools in states. Uh, because this principle, this principle of getting your first job and going from nothing to some big number never goes out of out of date i mean that will that right. lord willing will always be around but i would just say uh, you know just contact me tell me what your organization is what your situation is i've been blessed maddie um to have a a, a company for for years and um i get to have the opportunity to go around all over the place and and speak and high schools and universities, just, just get me to very large groups of youth, of young adults. Yeah. Um, the world's lying to them and they yeah. know the world's lying to them and they don't know how to get out of that rat race. It's not, that's not working. That right. plan is not working. And I tell these kids from the first check you start giving, everything about your life is going to have hope. Because giving is about hope. Like I said, it's impossible for the mind to feel hopeless when it's giving hope. It's so and good. from the first check, everything about your life changes and your perspective and what you want and define success by is just going to change. You're not going to lose anything because what you mm -hmm. want to gain is going to completely be different. 
Mm-hmm. And so just get me in front of as many youth as you all can and young Absolutely. adults and I'll, I'll light them up. Well, and Dale, I love the idea of getting this into schools. I think this would absolutely crush because, again, I just kind of came out of that. I went to college for a year, what, two, three years ago now, um, ended up dropping out, started our own businesses and stuff. Mm. Um, but I didn't learn any of this mm-hmm. stuff in mm-hmm. school. And it's so mm-hmm. important because now I'm in the real world and I didn't I, I mean, my parents helped, but I didn't have that basic understanding of basic life things. So every adult comes up to great. That's a great point. Every adult comes up, many adults, and they go, first of all, where were you when I was 20 years old? (laughs) Right. Every adult says, where was this when I was 20 years old? Well, you have it now for your kids. And the second thing they say is, Maddie, our parents never talked to us about money. That's why it's called the talk about money. I love it. Parents will talk to the kids about morals, sex, jobs, you know, careers, whatever, uh, responsibility, but they don't talk to them about money. And it's, there's a couple of reasons. Maybe they just don't know how to, what to do with their own money. They don't want to be embarrassed. That's that's an important point. They were, maybe they failed at it. They don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. The kids know more than what it means and you just leave it alone. And that's why I want to tell parents, I've got the talk about money for your kids. I've got that. It's amazing. So good. So good. I, I really think, I mean, like I'm envisioning for you, like this is going to be in schools and you're going to impact hundreds upon thousands upon millions of kids across the world. And it's, it's really exciting. And I'm, it's just, it's awesome. I'm happy for you. And it's, it's really cool. It's a great graduation gift. Same, yes, shameless. it is. A shameless plug. That was a shameless plug. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> We're all shameless. about shameless plugs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I love your heart, Maddie. I love your heart. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, where can our audience connect with you? Uh, uh, TheTalkAboutMoney.com. Um, everything is on there. Um, my email address. Everything is on TheTalkAboutMoney.com. It's it's all over. In fact, this brochure is under lesson notes. So even the brochure is on there. Uh, we didn't even talk, but I, 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 I send kids to how to get into mutual funds. Well, how do I get my kid? Everything is there I've, where it says get started. Just read that letter. All the links are there. Everything is there to get started. I'm not a broker, by the way. I can't make money on kids. Look at your graphic there, that lower third. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Cool. So uh, on the fly. So everything is there that you need. Contact me and just let's go change. I want to change the saving and giving habits of youth in the country. Even even for everyone. Even for everyone. You know, Maddie, I spoke at a national sales conference a couple of weeks ago, and there were 23 to 63 in there, and the Mm -hmm. 58s came up going, I just got some things that I need to reset on that I'd not thought about. So your point is well taken. Absolutely. Mm. I think that's an important point that we had thought of is that, that, you know, it's never too late to start. We don't want folks to think, okay, this is only for a younger crowd because the book is geared towards a younger crowd. It's a principle Mm -hmm. that, that you can reset your mind with at any point in life. Absolutely. Can I tell you how Go ahead. They can connect with you there, right? Hey, the kids sure can. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Our website. What were you about to say before I, I, so, I lost your track? <laughs> I, I know 
we've got to go, but I, I, no, I, we're good. I, I, I close like this in an auditorium and I just think it's, it's power. I, I just tell these kids, I say, everybody look at me because you're going to remember this moment in 40 years, like it was yesterday. And I want you to make everybody look at me. I want you to imagine you're in this massive backyard and this is gorgeous grass and it's huge home behind you. And there's an oak tree and pine straw and a flower bed. And maybe you're in an Adirondack chair and you're looking at a marsh or a mountain or a beach. I don't know beach what you, I don't know what yours looks like. This gorgeous backyard and there's kids running around all over the place. And one of them runs up in your, in your, in your lap and jumps up in your lap. Remember this moment. And they're going to grab your face and they're going to pull you right up to them. And they're going to say, Grandma, Grandpa, how did you do this? And you're going to say this. And you're going to laugh when you say it. And you're going to go, even the guy said I would laugh when I said this, of how fast it happened. But I remember a long time ago in my high school, or this young lady in Maddie sent me this book. And I saw this guy, a little short, bald-headed, kind of creepy. I saw this guy speak or read this book. And he said, if I would make 70, my 100. He said, everything about my life would change. He said, my marriage would change. The opportunities, my kids. He said, the vacations we have. He said, everything about my life would change from one decision. And I don't know why, but I believed him. And that baby girl is how we have all this. And a friend of mine in a high school in South Atlanta walks down front one day. He asked if he could come watch. And he says, can I say something? And I said, yes. And he looks at this crowd and he goes, in 30 years, one of you are going to get in your jet and fly to Jacksonville Beach and sit in Mr. Dale's backyard and thank him for this lesson today. And I thought, gosh, that's powerful. And this is planting trees that I'll never sit under. But there Ooh. are communities that if kids will do this in communities, towns will look different in 30 years. Absolutely. You're leaving a legacy. I hope. Let's all leave one. So amazing. Well, before, before we wrap up, you get, uh, Maddie, you got any questions you want to ask or anything? Um, I don't think so. I'm just, thank you for letting me hop on this call and be in the presence with you guys. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I just love mm. surrounding myself with other like-minded people who mm. want to change the world. So well, I really am looking forward to the opportunity to hear some of the stories in the next few years of those who are just starting out and even one year, two year, three years into their, into doing these practices, how their life is different than their peers. Mm. That, that is going to be, I mean, you probably got some, but you know, I'm thinking that's going to be a great, uh, in the talk part two, the next book, you know, when you got those stories of those, of those young <laughs> people who are already working on it. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you too for joining us today. And for the audience, uh, if you uh, didn't click catch all the links and stuff, if you look down in the show notes, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can look down. If you're listening, just look on your app and you'll see all the show notes related to this, the links to, to this. Uh, reach out to, to Dale, get this information, and let's, uh, let's see how many people we can reach this year with this message uh, about this talk about money. Um, 
this is awesome. And my daughter was texting me for, and I just saw it just a few minutes ago uh, while we were recording. And I think she's coming over in a few minutes. So she's getting, she's going to be doing this because she just started her first real job this month. I know a guy, I know a guy named she needs to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> I know a young lady she needs to talk to. That lady right there. And we Maddie, thank you guys. Maddie, you're incredible. Thank, thank you. you. Same to James, you, Dale. Thank you. James, you're a special man. Well, thank, thank you, you so much me. for that. And thank you, audience, for joining us this week. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us, too, on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.